0: It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word Broomgate.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome to Take Off with John Clark, presented by Live Casino Hotel Philadelphia. And this man won a Super Bowl with the Eagles five years ago, and the Birds are back in the Super Bowl. Zach Ertz, what's this like? Eagles, Chiefs, bringing the Super Bowl to you out here.
2: I mean, it's awesome as an as a Arizona Cardinal now to kind of bring the NFL to our new city, um, kind of show it off. I mean, the, the weather's kind of showing off for everyone. I think it's the weather's perfect all week. Um, but obviously, I have a lot of amazing relationships with the guys back in Philly. I was there for nine years um, and the core guys that I played so many football with so much football with are still there. BG, Fletch, Lane, Kels, Um, and so I'm excited for those guys. I don't know how much more football each of those guys have. Uh, So for for them to be able to play in this game again is awesome.
1: How special would that be? Because you helped bring the first Super Bowl to Philadelphia. You saw that parade, and these guys have a chance at getting a second ring here.
2: Yeah, it's incredible. Obviously, the team is a lot different now than it was in 2017, 2018. Um, but the core principles of that organization are obviously still there. Uh, they prioritize the O-line, D-line. Um, and we played against them this year, obviously. Yeah. And they were the, the D-line is incredible. Um, they're extremely well coached. Um we could have won probably but uh we didn't get it done and so I was bummed
1: Yeah, Dicker the kicker come in and kick a game winning field goal yeah, was, against you. It was
2: the battle of backup kickers <laughs> and, and Howie signed the better one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that sounds familiar. Howie, I mean what do you think of the job Howie has done to recreate this team, different coach, different quarterback going back to the Super Bowl. Yeah,
2: he's obviously done a great job. I mean um uh, the the, pri- the priorities of that organization are still the same. They're always going to be a team built around the O-line and D-line. Um, and the depth of those two position groups on that team was staggering. Um, and obviously, they were able to stay healthy this year. they got all 22 starters still playing in this game. Um, but the I c- you can see similarities, obviously, between the two teams.
1: So last year, Nick Sirianni comes in. First press conference, a little rough. He even admitted that. <laughs> then he talked about... The roots are growing there'll be a flower flowers are going to blossom you know he took some heat but i think it resonated in the locker room what did you see from his growth as a coach i mean
2: i was only there for seven weeks or six weeks during the season whatever it was Um, but you could tell he is a great leader Um, he's almost a ceo type Um, i don't think he's heavily involved in the offense or the defense um, but he's a great leader which you need in in this league obviously to lead men Um, he holds guys accountable um, he's able to push guys the right way um, I'll never forget he, he, he we would watch film as a, as a team and then watch film as a unit and if your number was on the little <laughs> bottom corner it would freaking kill me if there was 86 up there um, and so he's just got a little ways to motivate certain people uh, for me that was one way because I hated seeing my number up there because I never wanted to have a bad play um, and so I think he's I'm, I'm not surprised I think The Jalen's progression this year, I knew with Jalen, I knew anything was really possible because of his work ethic, Um, but I didn't think it would happen this fast. Um, And so I'm extremely proud of him. Um, Obviously, the sky's the limit. He was a candidate for MVP, finalist for MVP. Um, but I'm not surprised by his success.
1: Can you give us an idea? The guys have said, like, they see his car at the Novacare Complex at 5 a.m. when they come in or 6 a.m., whatever. He's there at night going over plays, texting Shane Steichen mm-hmm. all the time about, yeah. okay, if this play is goes wrong, what do I do? <laughs> I mean, yeah. how intense is he?
2: Um, I loved my time with Jalen. Um, obviously, yeah, I was a short period of time being able to play there. Um, but some of my favorite moments, the that, that, that last year was tough, right? Obviously, there was a lot going on for me. Um, but some of my favorite times of that year were just Jalen and I being on the practice field after training camp throwing routes just the two of us working on conditioning just the two of us because um, I knew he was going to put in the work with me and for me I mean you guys know I was I tried to be one of the hardest working players in Philadelphia during my time um, and hold guys to a certain standard. Um, and so for me, those are in, in that last year, those are some of the favorite memories that I had.
1: Yeah. I mean, Devonte Smith said it the other day that he considers himself a hard worker, but like he can't compete with Jalen and the amount of work he puts in.
2: Yeah. It's impressive. It's impressive for sure.
1: How about you, uh, with the succession of tight ends in Philadelphia, you had Brent Selleck, Zach Ertz, and now Dallas Goddard. I mean, how special is that group of tight ends and how much did you help each other?
2: Yeah, I mean, Chad Lewis, you can start with Chad, obviously. I, you know, yeah, That's my right. guy. Chad, Chad's uh, the best. He, he's three-time Pro Bowler, so yeah. he's a great player. Um, but I think when, when I was a, a young player, Brent was the guy that kind of set the tempo for the room. Um, and he wasn't a guy, he wasn't holding my hand, being like, Zach, you need to do X, Y, and Z. Um, you need to step here with your left foot and then your right foot. It was really just how he approached the game, um, the way he approached practice every day. He set a standard, I feel like, in practice, that he was going 100 miles an hour each and every day. Um, and I love that. Um, and so I was able to compete with him for a long time. Um, and Dallas is obviously a really good player as well. They do a great job getting him the ball, playing new him strikes, um, getting the ball in his hands around the line of scrimmage. They don't ask him to go out there and run some crazy routes, like some of the stuff I had to do to get open in my time. Um, they get him the ball in great ways. Uh, Shane is amazing play caller. So he gets him the ball. He gets Kelsey and Lane in front of him, and it, with Dallas, uh, with the ball in his hands
1: special. So you face both the Eagles and the Chiefs this year. Yeah. So can you give us a little idea how the defense for the Eagles, because you studied them, can get after the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and get to them yeah, with I think that the, pressure? Yeah,
2: I mean, obviously I played both of them. Uh, I think these are the two best teams we played, um, especially in the trenches. Uh, the Chiefs, really good. The D, Chris Jones, one of the best D linemen in the league. Uh, Frank Clark, really good. But then the Eagles got seven or eight guys, that they just rotate. Um, and it's just guys after guys that come in on defense um so i think the keys to the game um the eagles if they get a lead it's going to be tough for the chiefs to come back just because that d line is so impressive they'll be able to lean on that uh, d line for the chiefs with that running game and i think miles sanders needs 20 touches um i really do i think he's the x factor the dude's as an explosive player in the nfl in the nfl as anyone else um and i think if he's able to touch the ball 20 times the rock, let those big dogs up front, let Jordan, his huge human of a person, (laughs) uh, lean on some of these D linemen, Landon, Kels, Isaac, Lane, um, best alignment in the league. Um, And so for me, if they're able to ride miles consistently, don't take him off the field, let him do his thing, 20 touches, I think the Eagles will have a chance. How about Jason Kelson? Yeah, he's... uh, (laughs) I mean, I feel like he's threatened retirement for about eight years, so I'm done hearing about it (laughs) um, until he actually signs those papers. I never want to hear about him retiring. Um, And I'm sure Philadelphia feels the same
1: way. Yeah. How about for you, uh, Philadelphia, when you see what's happening in the city of Philadelphia again, I know it holds a special place in your heart. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm excited, obviously.
2: The the sports, I'm still a Phillies fan, still a Sixers fan. Um, Cheer for the union um the eagles i cheer for but just in a different light obviously yeah. um but i'm excited for them obviously if they were to win another one i know the joy and that it brought to the city when we won it how happy i feel like the overall happiness of the city was elevated everybody's for the, nice to for each that other off season, until we got booed on opening <laughs> night the following year but we to, i mean we were, we were down three nothing to the falcons or six nothing so we, we we should have been booed <laughs> off the field that opening night um but i mean I, I, we grew up there, Julie and I, really, uh, it was home for so long. Um, it still will always hold a special place in our heart, our foundations, doing the House of Hope, hopefully hopefully, opening in June of this year, um, right by Hunting Park. It's going to be a safe place, a Wi-Fi cafe, tutoring center, um, and it's going to be a church on Sundays. And so the legacy that we live, we left uh, is obviously uh, was great in football, but hopefully with the House of Hope, we're able to leave an even bigger legacy off the field. Um, and who knows what, what's going to happen with my career going forward. Uh, God's, God obviously knows, uh, but who knows what will happen. Would you retire an Eagle? I mean, yeah, obviously I'll, of course, I'll retire an Eagle. It's just whether we're going to play again for the Eagles. But who knows? Right now I'm an Arizona Cardinal. Um, I love being out here. Um, my wife's family's from here. And so it's been a lot of fun. I've grown a lot out here. My, my, uh, our baby boy was born six yeah. months ago. Um, so it's been a blessing to be out here. We've grown a lot. But um, Philly really will always be special.
1: You dropped a little hint there. You're saying there's a chance that you could come back to Philly. Uh,
2: maybe I don't know. Uh, I no, you never say no. I mean, there's yeah. 30, 32 teams, but I love Arizona and I don't plan on leaving here anytime soon. Um, obviously, we had a rough year this year, four and 13, but it's not. It doesn't take too long to rebound from bad years. I mean, 2020, Philly, we were four and 11 and one, and two years later, three years later, you're in the Super Bowl. So yeah. the, the NFL is built on parity, um, and I'm excited to kind of get after it again with the guys, get healthy, recover from this knee injury. Um, and show what I can do again.
1: And you're you're doing the House of Hope and your foundation still doing amazing work in the city of Philadelphia. It's awesome. Uh, yeah. So tell us about what else you're involved
2: with. Yeah, so we're involved with IJM uh, as well. That's kind of what I'm doing here today. Um, IJM is an organization that is really about attacking modern day slavery, um, human trafficking across the world. And it happens here in the United States and across the world. Um, so if you wanna learn more about them, it's IJM.org slash learn. Um, and for me, it's just bringing awareness because for, I didn't even like when they presented to us uh, in Philly five years ago, Trey Burton brought him in. Uh, and just the statistics are staggering. And it's just because I was ignorant to the fact I knew nothing about it. Um, and you hear the stories of the survivors. You hear the stories of the people that are going there um, and doing the work. And they, they're just amazing organization. They're backed by Christ. Um, and so that's what we're doing here today. That's great
1: work. Yep. Thank you. John. It's great work. Can you give us a Super Bowl pick?
2: I mean obviously I think the Eagles are gonna win forty to thirty three.
1: <laughs> Wait a minute. Weird. Wait, we, 41. we scored forty one. Oh wow, okay. So you don't <laughs> want them to get that point and have it over. No, you. I'm just
2: saying. It was just a just a fun
1: joke. Forty to thirty three, I love that. <laughs> So, 4133 will always be the number. Do you have that as your code for anything on your phone I, or I do doors? Not. I, I or mean, you're trying secured? to get too much information from me now, but no. Well, we're not <laughs> trying to break into your house or nothing, but <laughs> it'll always be a special uh, thing in Philadelphia. No doubt about it. Yeah, and you mean a lot to Philly. Yeah, Before I let you. you go, those catches you made, that fourth and one, I mean, yeah. you guys don't win without that, and then the go ahead game winning touchdown. I mean, how special is that in the Super Bowl yeah, to, it's to crazy. have those moments? It
2: really does. I feel like it still hasn't hit me that those moments happen, because in the moment, you're always like, oh, what's next? Like, and even after we scored the touchdown with two minutes left, I didn't feel, like I felt like Tom was going to score again, and dude, dude. we were going to have to go back out on offense. So even to this day, it's like, okay, Tom went down and scored again, so here we go. <laughs> um, but the, the fourth and one catch, obviously, Brent did a great job kind of setting everything up. I knew I was going to get smacked the moment I cut the ball, um, but that's what I always tried to do. No matter who was guarding me, I felt like I could get open, catch the ball, make plays for the team. Um, and the coaches just put me in great spots, and I had great teammates around me.
1: And you had the game-winning catch. I mean, Chris Collinsworth may not have thought that it was, but.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Chris Collinsworth, I love the Eagles fans because they still give Chris Collinsworth a hard time. <laughs> they'll still tag me in a post if Chris is mumbling or rambling about something officiating-wise, and they'll just say, well, he was didn't like Zach's touchdown five years ago. Uh, even though I took three steps, dove into the end zone, caught the ball, obviously yeah. dove in. Pop, ball popped up caught it again twice uh, twice so yeah I don't know what he was thinking
1: by the way how special is it when you see Dallas Goddard out there that you had a part in him coming up him learning from you and being being a mentor in a way
2: too? he's a great player uh, I knew he was going to be a great player um they got a lot of weapons on that team and so um they do a great job getting him the ball in positions to be successful um but I knew he was going to be a great player a great person um and so I'm excited for him. Great opportunity this Sunday to have an impact on the game.
1: Well, great catching up with you. Appreciate the time. It's really great to see you. All right, we are here with Ron Jaworski. And Ron, what is it? 43 years ago, you led the Birds to the
3: Super Bowl, and now they're back trying to win another one. Your math is very, very good. It was a long time ago, but it's just so exciting to be here in Phoenix for the Super Bowl. I mean, Eagle fans have taken over this town. I've got probably... 1,250 people here at my Ditka Joss Cigar Party with the Stars. And I would say about 80% are Eagle fans just uh, just raring to go. It's a very, very exciting time. You know I like the birds. So Eagles, Chiefs, fascinating matchup with Andy Reid.
1: How do you see this game going?
3: Yeah, it, it, it's a Super Bowl. It's going to be a tough game. Andy Reid's a great football coach with an excellent staff. But Nick Sirianni and his staff are awesome as well. And when you look at how this season's played out, Eagles have gotten healthy late in the season. The same 22 starters from week one will start on Sunday. That's unheard of in the National Football League. Then you look at the Chiefs, the amount of injuries they've sustained, at wide receiver, running back, offensive line, secondary. The Eagles' healthy part of it is the big reason why I'm going for the Eagles. I
1: think they win it. How about the Eagles' defensive line? Patrick Mahomes, even with that high ankle sprain, hasn't been sacked a whole lot in the playoffs. He is still mobile. He can get out of the way of
3: pressure. Do you think they will be able to get to him? Yeah, they can get to them. I mean, it, it, the Eagles have had 77 sacks in 19 games. That, that's incredible production on the defensive line. And I say on oh, the defensive line because the pressure is coming by not having to blitz. I just mentioned 77 sacks. 57 of those sacks have come with a four man rush. So that means they can leave seven in coverage. So Mahomes is going to have really tight wins to throw into. The pass rush, the rotation of the defensive line will be critical on Sunday. We know the Eagles have arguably the best offensive line in football.
1: Do you think they will try to come out? and establish the run with Jalen Hurts in the
3: running game. I do. When you look at the strength of this team, I talked about health. This offensive line has been healthy all season long. Lane missed a couple of games with his injury. He's back. He's almost healthy. He's not going to be healthy until after the season. But is, you said it's arguably the best offensive line of football. I'm not arguing. It is the best <laughs> offensive line of football. So if you have the best offensive line of football, make the defensive line of Kansas City pay the price. Run right at them. Wear them down early. Then. The play-action pass game opens up, big plays come, and you get a bunch of these. How impressive
1: has Jalen Hurts been all week? So calm, so poised in everything he's saying
3: with the media. It's like it's a regular season game, it seems. (laughs) Well, he's an incredible young man. It's hard to believe he's 24 years old. He handles every situation about as well as can be handled. He's open. He's honest. He's calm. He's the hardest worker on that team. He's talented. But this game is different. You know, I'm going to watch very close early in this game. Is he still calm? Maybe, you know, Maybe we'll see those feet moving under the water a little bit when you don't see like a duck. <laughs> Sometimes they're moving fast you don't yeah. see it. But he's, he's been so calm all season long. He, this game means a lot. When he walks out of that tunnel, he realize, oh, my goodness, this is the Super Bowl. Yeah. Your attitude becomes a little bit different when you know the magnitude of the game. To wrap this up, Jaws, when you see Jalen Hurts finish second in MVP
1: Nick Sirianni finished fifth in coach of the year. I think that adds a little
3: bit of a chip on their shoulder going into the Super Bowl. Well, hell yes. You know, you want to be the best. You want to be recognized the best. Nick always carries a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. You, do, you, don't, you don't see it with Jalen, but, you know, he's, he's had some setbacks in his life. And he's built upon those setbacks. People questioned the Tampa game last year. You know, he didn't have a good game. They lost the game. Well, how's he going to be next year? Well, he showed how he's going to be. He's better. He worked his butt off. He's a great team leader. That's what you want
1: out of your quarterback. Well, thank you so much for having us here at your party. Always doing great work, giving back to the community. Thank you. Great job. It means a lot. We help a lot of kids. All right. We are joined by Donovan McNabb. And, man, there's some history here for you in this Super Bowl. 18 years ago, you and Big Red were in it. Now, Andy Reid against the Eagles. Who are you rooting for?
4: Well, of course, I'm rooting for Philly. Oh, uh, you know, obviously, my numbers are in the Raptors. The things that we've been able to accomplish in Philadelphia has been so exciting, and I'm, I'm so happy for Nick Sarriani as well as uh, Jalen and the way they've been controlling themselves all throughout the season. So it's an exciting time. Yes, they're playing against Big Red, and he's my mentor. He's like a father figure. Uh, I want to see nothing but the best for both, but obviously I want Philadelphia to come out on top.
1: Jalen Hurts said he talked to you and Peyton Manning about how to handle Super Bowl week and everything. What would you tell him?
4: Well, that's between me and him. Um, <laughs> you know, the whole thing about it is, is being a leader and, and being a quarterback. Obviously, we know the pressure that's been on our shoulders. There's no need to add any added pressure on your shoulders and, and trying to do a little bit too much. Uh, continue to stay the core, stay engaged, enjoy the moment, uh, and have fun when the time comes.
1: I think Michael Vick said that you and him talked and said, or at least he said, man, I wish I could have had Jalen Hurts' mentality at the age of 24. How impressive is his mindset at that young of an age?
4: Well, remember I said he was a grown man in the room. Uh, You know, it's something to be said about his journey, and I've always explained that. And and people don't truly understand it until they actually hear it. Uh, A man that's had, you know, multiple coordinators over the years over at Alabama going and learn under Lincoln Riley being a second-round pick, learning from Doug Peterson, Doug being gone, uh, and the list goes on. So now all of a sudden he gets a chance to implant himself into this offense, uh, and we're seeing them flourish. And I think a lot of people overlook that aspect because they just don't know what to expect from Jalen. Um, it started in the beginning of the season where people were doubting him. Now all of a sudden people understand his game a little bit, and it says a lot about his character and his personality, but more importantly, his work ethic. And I think that's something that people really need to focus on.
1: Final question for you. He said it's it's an honor to follow in the footsteps of you, Michael Vick, Randall Cunningham, guys who came before him. How impressive is this that the Super Bowl now has two black quarterbacks for the first time facing each other?
4: Well, it says a lot. It says about the game has changed. And, um, you know, I think, you know, it's not just this year, but it's been over, this, over the last 20 years, 25 years. And I think people have to really appreciate and accept it. Um, some talk about it. Some glorify it right now because it's the moment. Uh, but it's something that we have to get used to. I think at this particular point, it's going to continue to happen. Where we're going to see a lot of the African American quarterbacks on the collegiate rank on the high school rank, uh, also young kids that, you know being drafted into the NFL, having this opportunity to flourish on the biggest stage.
1: Appreciate your time. Always you. happy to see it.
4: Thank,
0: Thank you. you.